Um, Dreadlock Learn, that's just what Kendrick did at Dreadlock Learn. And here with another Dreadlock Learn interview. Here I am going to be speaking with recording artist and musician Hot Apollo. Hot Apollo, thank you for coming on to the show. Yeah, my pleasure. By the way, I'm, I'm James. Hot Apollo is the band, but uh, people oh, confuse okay. it pretty often and I do not mind at all. Because okay, it's a cool. good name for, it's, it's, not, it's not a name I have any issue with uh, taking, but uh, yeah. Okay, and you are based out of um, Canada, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, the, the uh, unofficial capital, Toronto. <laughs> unofficial capital, all right, cool. Um, he's on many different social media, mostly notably on Instagram. He has a link to that you can follow him on. Um, how long has the band been in existence? The band? Mm-hmm. Uh, basically since I was like briefly in college. Uh, oh, actually. Okay. Yeah, I started the band, uh, on April Fool's Day, which wasn't intentional, mm-hmm. but there had been this one guitarist my friend had set me up with, mm-hmm. and he kept canceling for months. Oh, so wow. when we finally like had a had a date that worked, uh, it happened to be April first, and we wrote our first song within like thirty minutes of hanging out. Oh wow, nice! So who yeah. does all, who does mainly are are you the main songwriter, or is everybody usually collaborative when it comes to the songs being written? Um, I do all the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the actual music is a pretty collaborative process. Uh, I do like sometimes like uh, I I will like like write a basic riff on a guitar or piano and take it to the rest of the band and they'll like massage it into uh, something. Uh, sometimes like someone else will uh, will do the same sort of thing and bring it to the band and we'll like work with that. Sometimes uh, I'll I'll just have some lyrics I really want to get out. And I'll say hey like give me a riff for this and we'll just jam it out. And honestly, a lot of our songs have just like happened when someone's like playing around like at practice and and just like warming the fingers up and i say yo that that is that is a solid tune we we're making that right now so that's that's how some of my favorite songs have been made okay um how many members are in the band uh four currently Four. four we're uh at some point we're probably gonna get we we had a uh, problem with our, well, not a problem, but like our last uh, lead guitarist left. Mm-hmm. So we've been operating as quartet for the moment. Okay. Um, just, uh, yeah, but uh, I, there's something about the versatility of having like a, a two guitar setup that mm-hmm. I like. So if I, if I meet the right person, we'll probably extend to five. But right now uh, we're really tight and rocking it as, as a four piece. And we just had a, we just had a show in the park. There was this free uh, park festival yesterday and my band mm-hmm. was playing there. And uh, oh, it was our first show in like I don't know two or three weeks, and uh, it was it was awesome. It's it so great. Playing outside is is a treat. Uh, it's so like it gets pretty cold here in the winter, but the summers are so nice when you get the chance like play out in, outside of nature. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, who came up with the name Hot Apollo? Because that was a very interesting band name. So there is a story behind that, mm-hmm. um, and it's one I promised uh, I'd always tell uh, when anyone asked. So. In high school, I was in a few bands that went nowhere because uh, the people I played with didn't uh, share my sort of sustained motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, and But w- once I was in a band with this guy by the name of Hard Needles, and that's just his birth name. It's an awesome name. Nice. And and uh, he was a big fan of like beef poetry. Uh, and one of his favorite uh, favorites was um, Allen Ginsberg, who wrote this poem called The Shroud and Stranger about uh, orgies. Uh, like gay orgies in the in the like underground uh, like uh, homosexual scene in the 
when we're like the 50s, I guess, when it was everything was very oppressed, you had to be like on the down low. Right. And when you, you know, had an orgy, it was like a big uh, sort of event. Like, you know, it's a time when you could let your inhibitions go and you could just be yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So it's about the sort of beauty of that. And there's this line uh, with, with the, that uses the phrase hot Apollo. And that stuck with Hart. And uh, Hart recommended that when we were discussing band names. And uh, then, you know, he left music and went on to move to the woods and become like a mountain climber or something. Okay. I don't know exactly what he's up to now. But uh, <laughs> when I started my own band, uh, we were initially called The Body Electric after um, an older poem. Uh, and then we realized there was another band in the city called that. And I thought, all right, got to search the name. Called up Hart Needles and said, "Hey, uh, were you ever going to use that Hot Apollo name?" And he said, "No, it, it's it's meant for you. Um, you. You should use it. And especially since I'm, as I said, I'm a big mythology fan. So, and I like the way it sort of rolls off the tongue. Uh, Apollo has always been a fun like name to say. So, uh, he just said, "Yeah, use it for your band, but just whenever anyone asks, tell them where you got it from." And uh, and I got it from Hard Needles, who also said, "If he ever started his own band." Uh, it wouldn't be called Hot Apollo. It would be called Hard Needles and the Love Darts. So if he ever does, I uh, I wish him luck. Nice. That is a yeah. very interesting story. So how how did the band come together? Um. So I, all right. So I told you about the the guy I founded mm-hmm. with um, on yeah. April Fool's Day. He his life eventually took me in different directions. Mm-hmm. Um. But after that, I just uh, I met a lot of people through like classifieds. Okay. Um, and, uh, there's this, my, my guitarist is, his name is Sean Salazzo. Great dude. Um, like just one of the most passionate musicians I've ever seen. Like the dude cannot stop playing. It's amazing. Um, and I actually don't know how I know him. I think like we met at a party years ago. Uh, and like once he, he saw my, my band play at, at, uh, Lee's palace with, um, our old guitarist mm-hmm. and, uh, he, he came up afterwards and we, we got to talking and we hadn't talked that much uh, recently. So we, we sort of, like, we, we, we reconnected. Right. And uh, then, that, then that guitarist left and Sean was right there and he said, yo, I'd, I'd love to jam, let, let's do this. And like, we, uh, we connected musically too. And uh, yeah, he's been obsessed ever since. Nice. Yeah. So um, how, how often do you guys tour? Have you guys tour, you know, on a regular basis? Uh, we haven't really toured much yet we played like a, at some places around ontario uh mm-hmm. but right now our focus is uh mainly on building our base here in toronto and also uh-huh. uh recording and that sort of thing also doing like m- m- more music video work that kind of thing okay. um but i mean you know if the right opportunity comes along uh for for a good tour like we're up for it but uh yeah we haven't really thought like hard about that yet okay um, I heard you guys talk about, I heard you talk about recording. So have you guys cut any albums yet? Or is that something you guys are working towards? So uh, as, as you'll see from, honestly, if you search for us anywhere online, Hot Apollo, you'll find our stuff on iTunes, Bandcamp, mm-hmm. Spotify, everything, wherever you listen to music online, we're there. But uh, we have one EP and a bunch of singles uh, in two weeks on the 6th of August. Uh, our first like full length album is coming out. Nice. Uh, that's Hot Apollo Invented Music okay. is the name of the track. Invented Music is the name of the album. And our lead single with video is already out. It's called Baby Lord. Mm. Uh, it's probably, I, I was, hmm. in, in terms of like uh, like production and just like vibe, I think it's it's like 
the favorite video we've uh, we've done so far. And you know, it's hard for me to say because I love everything I do. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, this we just put, put it out a few weeks ago, and like I, I can't, I've not been able to stop watching it. It's amazing. It looks so good. So check it out. <laughs> it's on YouTube right now. Baby Lord by Hot Apollo. Uh, it's it's such a like an awesome like mystical like like fairy summer jam. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely check that out. And new album in uh, in two weeks. Not even like thirteen days okay. at this point. 12, okay, even. cool. Yeah. And I'm looking at your aesthetic. I'm looking at exactly the vest you're looking at. It's very, very Aquaman-ish. Like, is this your yeah. normal aesthetic, kind of? Uh, yeah, that... pretty much. Just like shiny and weird. Yeah, that is my whole being. Yes. Um, the, are the other band members like that too, or? Uh, I, the, I think they're people you would notice in any room that doesn't have me in it. Ah, okay. Like they're 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 eccentric too, but they're not like quite as flashy mm -hmm. at all at all times in the way I am. Okay. Have but you always? Up, uh, oh, Except, you know, our our drummer actually is very. He's like, he's a, a quiet shadow. You know, mm, he's, he's okay. just like chill. Is is I think the word that a lot of people would use to describe him. Mm, um, okay. So he's he's he just like you know hangs back and does his thing on the drums. Uh, but yeah, the other the other two uh can get more noticeably wild okay um have you always been musically inclined since like a young age or i've always been inclined towards performance okay. and uh words like when i was a kid uh i really liked writing and just like being the center of attention in any way i could be you know what i mean like okay. i was I, I was in like i went to like drama camps uh i did i even in school like I was a kid who just like jump up randomly on a desk and start singing uh, because I was like restless and I had like too much energy uh, mm -hmm. and I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't have like, you know, I, I, I wasn't, it's, I, I didn't have like any sort of like formal musical outlet at the time. Like uh, uh, my brother was actually the the guy, he was, he was in the Canadian children's opera chorus for a while. So okay. he was the one everyone thought would grow up to be a performer. And then he just got sick of that whole lifestyle uh, like before he left high school and decided to like get a government job oh, wow. um so yeah uh, but yeah and i was i, I never yeah as i said I, I did like drama camps and stuff but i never like pursued music in any real way but then i i, I did pursue poetry and mm -hmm. i got really into that and i thought you know what let's mix this with my whole thing of like jumping around like a maniac uh and being loud and uh you know that's what rock and roll is to me you know it's it's you know for me it's it's brilliant lyricism and explosive stage presence and uh that's that's how i got started in in music nice because yeah. i mean oftentimes i know i've seen plenty of musicians transition over to like acting like tv and movies and stuff and you definitely have like a, a performer's presence not even just face you have a performance presence so that's why i was like i was that's why i had to ask like did you ever consider like something else before you got into music so i do dabble in acting Mm -hmm. uh but it's not something I, I like i tend to focus like most of my energy on music because that is like my number one passion that mm -hmm. is like it feels like the purest expression of my soul okay. um i do enjoy acting in a way and it's but like usually you're putting yourself forward uh in accordance with someone else's vision mm -hmm. um which is cool i'm not against that like it, it's but it for i think that's part of the reason for which it's never been my primary focus. Now, like, you know, if, if, the, if you know, opportunities come along, 
like I'm gonna give it my all. Great Just wanted to take a break from my stream to let you know that Anchor and Spotify are not the only places where you can listen to my podcast. You can hit the RSS button and you can listen to my podcast anytime you want. I'm also on Breaker, RadioCast, Google Podcasts, um, Apple Podcasts, any local podcast streaming service that you got. I'm more than likely on there. So definitely give my channel a subscribe. And remember, you can find me on YouTube. You can find me on Twitch. You can watch me on Facebook. Watch. And of course, if you subscribe to the channel or any other platform for that matter, I'll be sure to give you a shout out. If you want to be a guest on the show, let me know and I'll see what I can do. Anyway, back to the program. So, yes, we are back after a uh, <laughs> a bit of a hiccup last week. Um, unfortunately, the heat was so great that um, my end was kind of jacked up. So that, that, that that's kind of what happened. My end was kind of jacked up. But we are back to finish this interview up. We were actually getting some really good stuff last week. So um, hopefully we can just pick right back up from there. Um, yeah, I know you're out and about and uh, just getting some fresh air, so that, that is all good. But um, um, just trying to think of where we left off because we were, we were knee deep in conversation, and I believe I was asking you about um the trajectory of um Hot Apollo and where it was going. Um, I know you've mentioned before that you've had a couple of band, mem- band members come in and out, and that you only been doing like pretty much kind of local shows and everything is that correct uh yeah um it's it's been a bit of a revolving door over the years uh mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm, i like the the current roster uh is pretty solid so uh i i think i think we found the the right mix of uh personalities um although we we did uh we are just trying out a new lead guitarist we operate pretty well as a, mm-hmm. as a quartet with like one guitarist mm-hmm. But there's something you said for the extra versatility you get when you have like a, a fifth guy. So we've been trying that yeah. out and seeing where that goes. Um, that's been going okay. off so far. Oh, that's cool. So um, you guys have any plans on doing a tour of some kind? Uh, no immediate like tour plans. As, as I think I said, we're uh, focused on like uh, focusing on recording uh, like our like albums and, and videos uh, right now and building up a, a base with uh, shows um, around Ontario, but it's the right opportunity for a tour uh, comes along. Like it's uh, definitely something to look at. Okay. We just haven't planned oh. anything uh, by ourselves in that uh, arena yet. Has anyone brought it up aside from me, of course? Uh, not really. Okay. So, um, I know, I mean, the tour thing, um, I know you said you, I know, I know you're pretty much the writer of every, pretty much mostly the writer for the band. Um, aside from Canada, have you guys been performing anywhere else? Like anyone, uh, anything in like the States or anything? No, but there are definitely some, like the, the idea of like an international tour is definitely more appealing than like a more local one. Like, I mm-hmm. want, there are some definitely, I think there are some places we do pretty well in. Like, I feel as though, like, getting up to, like, Asia or something, like Japan, playing somewhere in Tokyo, mm-hmm. or, like, I don't know, Rome would be really cool. Uh, those are those are some places I'd like to, I'd like to play. Okay. Uh, if I can choose. Maybe New Zealand. Mm, interesting. Because I've never been there. I'm just thinking of places... I, I could use an extra excuse to travel to at this point. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Actually, that's not a yeah. bad idea. 
thinking about it now. Um, so aside from the band, um, what other um, entertainment ende endeavors have you have you yourself part participated? Uh, well, I actually came to music because I started in poetry. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's still something I have on the go, but it's not like my main professional focus. It's mm -hmm. something that, I don't know, people don't really uh, buy poetry. But I figure yeah. if I get famous as a rock and roll singer, people mm -hmm. will just buy whatever I write. So at that point, it'd make more sense to publish my poetry. Uh, so that's, I think, where that is. I mean, I, I put it out, like, on, on the internet already. It's on my website, hotapollo.com, um, if, if you're curious. I put a lot of my poetry up okay. on there. Uh, but I haven't, like, really published it in any sort of formal way yet. Um, and besides that, I dabble in a bits of like acting and modeling. Okay. I just on side here and there. It's, it's something I do enjoy, but it's not currently a creative focus in the way music is. It's something I would give my all to. It's something I give my all to when like opportunities come along. Um, but like, I don't uh, pursue it with the same relentlessness. I do music. And okay. it's just not like in terms of like uh, the everything around the art you know what i mean like like mm -hmm. music is like what I, I live and breathe like if i'm not like playing music like my mind's on what i can be doing to get the word about my music out there like i'm always promoting that and mm -hmm. i don't i suppose i don't promote the acting side of things in the same way but you know when i'm on when i'm on a job like i i, I love it too um would you say you love acting more or modeling more when you're not doing a music thing uh I think it depends on the job. I would say acting is more <laughs> variable. Like, it feels mm -hmm. as though I've enjoyed most modeling jobs as much as any other. But, like, I think acting probably has higher highs. But it also mm -hmm. has the potential for, like, a set that's just not, like, as great, you know? I'm not mm -hmm. saying the lows are very low. I'm just saying that, like, there's more variation with acting. So I, I think um, I'd have, I, I think my probably top experiences of the two would be from acting. Okay. What would you say is your favorite genre to act in, just based on the um, acting you've done? I haven't done like that. Like I, I, my, my resume on that, on acting isn't like that diverse yet. It's mostly at this mm -hmm. point, just a lot of like commercial stuff and, and stuff like that. Okay. But um, I mean, I don't know. I'm always a big, like if I had to choose like a role or something, like I've always been a bag, like big fan of like a, like fantasy and action and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I feel as though uh, comedy would be a good outlet too. Um, of the roles I've had, uh, I think the most fun I ever had on set was this very uh, eclectic dating show for Out TV I did a year ago called mm -hmm. Dating Unlocked. And that was just a lot of fun. Like everyone on set was like so wonderful and I met some really cool people. And just, I honestly, I've never been on a set that was like so warm and, and caring about like everyone, like the experiences of, of everyone who was there, you know? So that was actually a lot of, a lot of sets can be like fairly dispassionately uh, run. They're like clockwork. And I understand that there's, there's a reason for that. But uh, this set was just, like the complete opposite is amazing.
still very professional, but like uh, also very human. Mm. And you don't find that often, especially when it comes to like anything in the realm of like, well, anything acting really, but especially with the realm of like, I guess television for the most part, it can be kind of, like you said, you know, fast paced on the move, you know, like clockwork. But the yeah. fact that, mm -hmm. you know, I've been on set since I was a kid, like off and on. And uh, a lot of those were like, even when like you weren't like being rushed or something, you'd just be like sitting and waiting for like hours. And for whatever reason, like the, the energy in the room just felt different on this one. Even when mm. I was just like waiting around for the next thing to happen, it was delightful. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. So since we last spoke, um, what's been going on in the realm of, you know, rehearsing and slotting up performances and things like that? So we were rehearsing for, um, so this, this August we have like a bunch of shows. Um, mm -hmm. We're playing, uh, if anyone's around Toronto, um, Nathan Phillips Square has its annual Toronto Diversity Festival uh, at, uh, at Nathan Phillips Square on the 27th. We're playing that. Um, on September 2nd, we're playing Global Sex Club. On August 19th, we're playing Sneaky D's. But on Saturday the 6th, which is next weekend, we're playing Rivoli. And we were rehearsing for that a few days ago. And we had like a, a basic set list drawn up. And then just like in the midst of rehearsal, we wrote two new songs. And we're probably going to debut uh, both of them, or at least one, uh, at the show in week. Which is always fun when you just when a new song just comes out and you get to play it live immediately. Nice. So I love that. Yeah. Awesome. That sounds like it's gonna be a lot of fun. So yeah. as, as, aside from you know the music and just being an overall performer, um, what else are you into? Oh, like personally, like outside of that, um, big fan of like uh, reading. I read like a uh, like mostly like I don't know like various types of fantasy, fantasy novels and, and comic books and mm -hmm. um, some some video gaming here and there. I don't have like a very diverse set of games I play, but like I have a few that like I stick with when I'm in the mood for gaming of whatever sort. Mm -hmm. um, big, like World of Warcraft is a big one. That's always, right. like, in fact, it's always there if I'm in, in the gaming mood and just need to like, you know. Uh, it's also great for multitasking. I, mm -hmm. uh, I'm not great at doing one thing at a time. Like even when uh, I'm reading, okay. I'm probably listening to music maybe like talking with someone else um that kind of thing uh i can't i can't it's really hard for me to do one thing at a time um so i, I like doing multiple things at once um and and both of those are things i can do together so yeah reading video games uh especially in the nice weather i love wandering about the city just exploring mm. um on weekends i, I love to go out and dance with friends um okay. huge fan of that. if i'm not performing i'm i'm probably like uh dancing at, at some like weird club somewhere okay now how would you rate your dancing it's funny i'm such a natural like on stage dancer but mm. uh that's not the same thing as being like good at dance floor performance you know what i mean like you, mm. you you've seen people in clubs who just like absolutely like know exactly what is expected of them on the dance floor and execute to perfection i'm not that guy like, I, I, sometimes I'm just grooving to it. Sometimes I'm basically doing my on-stage moves. And I, mm -hmm. I've been told, like, when I'm, I'm there, like, sometimes people say, like, you dance like a singer. 
and like it's true it does happen um but it's it's i i feel as though most of the people i'm with are not there to dance well they're just there to like socialize through rhythm and and that's like usually what i'm there for um so yeah i'm not i'm like i'm not like entirely awful i'm not like constantly tripping over myself or whatever but uh yeah i i'm not i i'm not i'm not that's not where my sort of performative talents lie and the sort of group dance uh realm social but i, I enjoy it yeah yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's an interesting concept i never i never thought about it like that that's that's kind of poetic actually socializing through rhythm that's actually really that's really interesting i like that you just put that on a shirt like that actually that's not a bad idea good merchant. <laughs> i want to get more <laughs> merchandise yeah um, does the band it. have? Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, Sorry, does the band on. have merchandise? Does the band have merchandise yet, or? Yeah, we've recently been getting into it more. Uh, we just started selling um, a new range of Hot Apollo shirts, and for the first time at this Ribley show, we're going to have uh, vinyl copies of our new, of two of our new singles, um, "Baby Lord," which just came out with a video, and "Working on Love," which is the next single from the. Um, forthcoming album, and uh, we actually just finished shooting the video for that on Friday. It's Sunday as I as I speak now, so that was two days ago. And uh, that new album, as I said, is coming out everywhere online uh, on August sixth, so same day as the uh, as the Rivoli show. Nice. Um, so everything's happening at once. Yeah, it's, but it's just gonna be, it's gonna be amazing. But yeah, if any are uh, any people or vinyl collectors out there, get at me and uh, and we'll get them to you. Awesome. Because, uh, awesome. Yeah. So, I'm trying to think. I think because, like, like I said, we covered a lot in our last conversation, and no, I'm really, I'm really like excited for where your trajectory is going because I know in the world of music, it can be pretty touch and go. You know, considering you know everyone can become famous through. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and stuff like that. Um, I mean, yeah. is any of your stuff on like social media, or is it just, or are you guys just like a traditional band? Band. No. So here's the thing. I this is a bit of an issue for me, but it's not as big of an issue as it could be. So as I as I said, I, I feel as though I'm like my natural talents do lie in the creative aspects. Like I've got the the art of it on lock. Um, the business and aspects and management aspects, those are less intuitive to me. So, and that includes like things like social media management. Like I mm-hmm. do everything I can there, um, but I don't really have the mind for like uh, knowing how to like game the system and all that. I just blast everything out everywhere as much and as loudly as I possibly can. And not just on social media, like even in person. Like when people come up to me and say, hey, I like your outfit, I'll say, you know, then you should check out my music and and uh, you know, like point them towards that. So like I'm I'm, I'm shameless uh, about self promotion, um, which is an advantage, uh, and I hope that like does at least a bit to compensate for the fact that I don't really know what I'm doing on the social media game. I just put everything out there on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, wherever. I'm I, the 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 handle is always Hot Apollo uh, mm-hmm. across all social media, so at least that's consistent. So right. if you search for us anywhere, you'll find us. And you'll probably find some stuff that's like just random 
um, along with it too, um, along with the, alongside music stuff, um, all, all from us, obviously. But uh, yeah, I just I just like flail around as uh, as factually as I can across all all the internet and uh, hope for the best. Oh, also YouTube. Um, I uh, yeah, we're yeah, you can find us on YouTube too, where I post like videos and occasional blogs and stuff too. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't really know how uh, people like engineer that uh, mm-hmm. to uh, attain the fame they want. And I think a lot of it is down to uh, luck, but um, you know, just do what I can there. And uh, at, you know, a lot of it is just hoping the music, which speaks for itself, gets in front of the right eyes and ears. Right. And, and, and you, you use the right term, which is all, like this, especially this, a lot of times it's really a lot of luck because, you know, I can't. I can't remember the last viral thing that came out because every time you turn around, someone's claiming something to be viral. But at the end of the day, like you said, it's oftentimes it's just a extreme bout of luck that you happen to happen onto the fame that you get from which you post up on social media, which is interesting. Yeah. So it's funny. I, I am on TikTok. Uh, I'm not like professional about it, but I, I usually post at least like something like once a week. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't, my numbers aren't like, I don't really know what numbers are supposed to be, but they're not like very high. Um, uh, but as I said, if you're curious, check it out, Hot Apollo on TikTok. Um, but I did have one thing that got above 40,000 views and mm-hmm. that was just some dumb joke I made. I, so I had this friend who was, uh, complaining about the trucker rally, um, that, that was coming to town to protest mass mandates or something over the winter mm-hmm. and I, I it happened to pass like right by my house and there was so much honking like that was their whole thing just a bunch of trucks honking for like hours on end and there's a certain demographic that was highly represented among this uh, contingent mm-hmm. and uh i saw so my friend was complaining about it and, like my friend said hey i know they're gonna be in your part of town um how are you feeling about this and I said, well, it gives a whole new meaning to the term honky. And uh, she said, oh, that's fine. You should, you should make a TikTok of that. And so I stepped outside in front of the trucker rally and said exactly that. I posted it. I look back like, you know, after a couple of days and it's just like shot right up. And I'm getting so many comments that are just doing their absolute best to tear me apart. But mm. the ways they're insulting me feel more like compliments. Like they're attacking my appearance and saying, oh, you look so weird. You look like a girl or transvestite or something. And you look like one person said, this is my favorite. Um, he looks like Marilyn Manson's transgender sister. And so I thought, all right, let me, let me parse that for a second. Marilyn Manson, who was probably like the most androgynous celebrity mm-hmm. of his era was not yep. sufficiently androgynous to uh, match me. Therefore, I have to be compared to the extra level of his hypothetical transgender sister. Like, I like that. I take pride in that. So mm-hmm. that was, a, that was a, an attempt at an insult against me. And like the rest of them, it actually just, uh, you know, flattered me. So it, <laughs> there were a lot of funny comments on, on that. Like, unintentionally funny. Like, I don't think most of the people... Uh, who were commenting and then trying to blast me on that TikTok comment section were um, anywhere near like Oscar Wilde levels of wit, 
but uh, I, I got some good chuckles out of it anyway. So that was, again, the one thing I had on that platform that went viral, and it had nothing to do with my music. So, you know, uh, again, yeah, I don't know how it works, but it happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, sound, that sounds powerful, of course, especially with an app like TikTok where, you know, oftentimes people try to say something profound, and then you look at the comment section, it's just World War Three, and it's like, maybe some people don't deserve the internet i don't i don't know possibly but um yeah comment section can be wild yeah uh, speaking of which i know i mentioned about your aesthetic before that it is very it's very it's very it stands out a great deal um uh, would you say that you get more compliments or criticisms on the way you look uh i would say compliments like most of the people who bother to say anything to me uh are doing it because they like it in some way right. Um, it's actually very rare for me to encounter any uh, any real um, harshness about the way I present. Um, nice. Which, uh, yeah, I, hmm. it, it's it's funny, but I, I think maybe that just like speaks to uh, the the city I live in, or at least a part of it. Like, mm -hmm. I know I do have people. I, I've I've spoken to people who say that they they dress and act differently when they uh, when they leave Toronto when they're like going towards more rural parts of the province yeah and uh like i've I, I mean i don't know i've been out to the country sometimes um and uh i haven't really changed that much but i i suppose it depends on where you are um so i i feel so i feel very fortunate to live in a place that is so accepting you know but there's also the thing like i don't notice things like, i don't notice a lot of nonverbal communication um mm -hmm. that's i i'm on i'm on the spectrum so that's probably part of it so mm -hmm. like if people are like silently judging me i will not pick up on it um like people are giving me dirty looks i will not comprehend but if someone says something like direct to me then i'll take it in and most of what people say is pretty complimentary or even at worst it's like curious it's like sort of a neutral curiosity like hey mm -hmm. what's what's this about like are you yeah um yeah so i i, I it, it, it's a happy accident that uh what makes me happy uh in terms of style um, is met with uh, favorable responses from others, and that in turn makes me even happier. You know, I like I, I dress for myself, but when other people express their appreciation, uh, it's a bonus. Mm. I I can I couldn't agree more because, you know, I think people get so wrapped up in how you're supposed to dress when you're out in public. I mean, I, I I'm 38 years old, and you can see me any day of the week. Wearing a Sonic the Hedgehog T-shirt or a my guy, I don't know, yes, <laughs> or an NWO T-shirt, just something geek and nerve related, and it's like, look, this is what I like to wear. Like, you know, you're either gonna compliment me for it or you're gonna turn your nose up me for it. Either way, you know, there's not gonna be any sweat off my back, you know. So, but like, no, your aesthetic is fantastic. I, 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 I dig it. I dig it a lot. <laughs> oh, also in turn, I've got to say. Your uh, hairstyle is is huge. I love it. Like there are like three things going on there. I think there's like mm -hmm. you've got the undercut, like uh, some like expertly like chosen placement for dreadlocks, and then like a sort mm -hmm. of like uh, like what do you call it? Like a high mullet thing at the top. Yep. Um, yeah, something like yeah, that. It's, it's it's very like it's it's multifarious. I dig it. <laughs> Thank you very much. I try. I try sometimes um you, you you mentioned that um you, you were on the spectrum um where where would you say you um rank what am i talking about 
would you say you range in, you know, on the spectrum of neurodivergency? Uh, well, just like in sort of the autism spectrum. I'm not like, I don't have like full Asperger's or anything, but mm -hmm. like I do have, I, I don't know. It's probably like um, like mid-level autism, um, probably around where my father was. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, he, he had it too. He was uh, probably, he probably cared more about functioning in normal society than I did mm. because okay. uh, he was a doctor and he had to like, be mm -hmm. more professional and presentable sometimes. Um, whereas like when you're a rock singer, you're basically encouraged to be like as weird as you want, wherever you are. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, so I think I, I sort of maybe inherited a bit of autism from, from that dude. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's like not uh, yeah. And just, it, uh, as I said, like uh, it affects the way I sort of, understand people like i have to sort of yeah. come at it from specific angles like I, and also like things like um some people can be sort of performative in the way they interact with people like yeah. they're not as thoroughly forthcoming or like uh completely honest as as one might want and a lot of people just accept that and understand it and like play that game with uh people and i just i don't even know how to like perceive that game so i just have to basically take people at face value which uh can go wrong but i burst through so that's probably a big way like autism affects the way i like sort of see the world um but yeah and then you know, the whole like nonverbal thing like i need sort of people to like say what they mean to have any hope of understanding what's going on so i mean because i mean you know considering you're you're where, where you're on a spectrum i mean it hasn't pretty much diverted if it hasn't deterred you from doing anything essentially at this point right not really it just i mean i think it like affects the way i go about certain things mm -hmm. um but yeah uh i don't, I don't see why it, it should i don't i mean i don't know i feel as though well, for one thing, I think our culture is getting to a place where there is more understanding and yeah. openness about neurodivergence. Um, mm -hmm. When I was a kid, the first thing uh, a lot of my peers knew about me was that I had OCD. And mm -hmm. for a while, um, I didn't know how to feel about, I didn't really like know, I understand how they would feel about that and if that would affect my ability to like make new friends. Like we're talking mm -hmm. like, you know, like grade school and stuff. And uh, after a while, I just realized, all right, people are going to accept me or they won't. I can't really control that. There are always reasons to like dislike someone if you want to. Um, right. But I just, I, I, I shouldn't try to hide it. I just, you know, be open about the person I am and, and deal with things as they come. And I, I, I suppose there still aren't like a ton of, uh, you know, uh, stars in, in, in whatever art form um, that uh, that are like uh, expressly open about um, mm -hmm. whatever sort of mental divergences uh, they have, mm -hmm. but right. more and more are always coming out and I'm like happy to stand up as an example for uh, future generations of people uh, on any sort of uh, mental health access who 
want to know that there's plenty of precedent for getting uh, as far as like, regardless of brain chemistry. And I feel actually, honestly, though, um, the arts, there always has sort of been like a, a, ro a sort of romantic connection between um, art and uh, artistic temperament and various types of madness. And uh, a lot of that tends to be more fatalistic, like, oh, that person was such a great artist, but it, it was fueled by their madness and that same madness led to their destruction. You know, right. like, I don't know, like Brian Jones or Byron or whatever. Um, and uh, there's a lot of that. And, uh, or uh, Jim Morrison, I guess, or like, you know, mm -hmm. these volatile personalities who just could not manage themselves. And that led to the downfall of, of their own souls and the, and the lives of those around them. And it doesn't have to be like that. You can just be a relatively functional individual. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I mean, like, there is, I feel as though, uh, the the struggles I've been through uh, mentally have given more fuel for my art, but mm -hmm. it's like it's an outlet, right? It's a way to channel whatever negative uh, energies might be within me to positive ends. Um, it doesn't have to like consume my life uh, in the manner of of a horrifying inferno or anything. Um, right. You know, they're they're ways to live healthily and make great art amidst uh, mental oddness. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I can totally agree with that. I absolutely agree with it. So now, what's, what does the future hold for Mr. James? What is, what is the plan? If I can really say that for life, I can't even say five years. What is the plan for the next three years? You're, you're using these words like... Uh, future plan and and also numbers and i'm not actually great at any of those mm -hmm. concepts um so i'm just uh gonna keep pushing everything as hard as i can right. and go for the best mm -hmm. um i mean i don't know i yeah uh yeah i i i think that's probably the most honest answer i can give um as i said i'm not like uh naturally inclined towards complex uh mm -hmm strategy you know um i just i i take my energy i push it out um with uh maximum intensity and uh see how far it gets and you know if that doesn't work uh i'll do it again probably harder um that brings up an interesting question because i, I i'm kind of in the same boat too i've never been one to like you know people ask me you know where do you see yourself in five or ten years i'm like alive that's that's the best I can give you, like, because things things happen, you know, you can create this trajectory for yourself, but it's like, at the end of the day, you know, who knows what the future is going to bring, like, the most we can do is just what we want to do for that day, and then we'll worry about the next day when the next day comes, you know, would, would you say that's pretty a pretty good philosophy to live by? Yeah, and also, over the last, like, several years, I've discovered ever more um, levels of, of the way I can surprise myself. Like if someone had told me like the way I live my life now to like the 2015 version of myself, um, I, uh, I would have been like shocked, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, but like 
the the it's all been for the best. Uh, I just I I would have just it would have really strained my credulity at at that point. Um, so it's like I don't like how am I gonna like am I gonna change in more like drastically in five years or are things gonna shift or are there gonna be like whole new uh, visas of experience um, for me to encounter whole new ways of interacting with the world? Like I'm not currently predicting any or I like like with any sort of uh, firm lens, but. I'm, I'm not going to looking out. So I just, I, I don't really see the point in predicting uh, because like, I'm either going to be like right, very wrong or something in the middle and uh, mm -hmm. it doesn't change what's actually coming. So yeah, I'm, I'm just here for it. I'm, I'm enjoying steps along the way and, uh, and seeing where it takes me. I think that's all any of us really can and should do at this point because the more you think about where you want your future to go, the more you're going to stress yourself out. And the world itself is stressful enough as it is. So, yeah. So, you mentioned before that people can pretty much find you with the moniker of Hot Apollo all over social media, right? Yeah, all over the internet. You look at any social media platform or just the internet in general, you'll find us through Hot Apollo. Um, and yeah, that includes our music. Like if you search for Hot Apollo anywhere, iTunes, Spotify, Bandcamp, SoundCloud. Wherever you listen to music, like dozens of platforms, uh, we're there. Hot Apollo uh, with the sparkliest rock and roll in the galaxy at all times for you in your ears whenever you want it. Yeah, I think that'll do it for us. Um, I really enjoyed our conversation. You are, you're awesome. I'm, I'm just going to fly out and say you're awesome. You know, blue-haired rock star who is all over Canada. Well, maybe not all over Canada, but getting almost all over Canada with a smoking rock man. Um, I'm definitely going to be listening to a lot of your stuff. Um, I'm going to be following, um, uh, Hot Apollo, ladies and gentlemen, it'll be in the description box below. You can check him out. You can check out the band. Um, if you ever decide to do any more acting, I'll check that stuff out too, because, totally. you know, the, the stuff, I mean, the acting I've done, it can be fun. It can be trying, but it can be fun. You know, yeah. Man, I'm pretty sure you know that too. But, you have to go along with someone else's sort of plan, which is different from what i do it mm -hmm. in the context of the band but yeah it's it's, it, it's worth it and it can definitely be worth it but yeah also i've got to say like your energy as a as a as a host is uh really um something that's catching me in the exact right way you know so uh i've got to, i've got to give big shouts to you for that too apart from when the whole technology has a hiccup mm -hmm. and you're like playing for like a minute at a time Right. Hopefully, sometime in the near future, I can have you back on the show, and we can just Love talk to. about yes. anything and everything. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty open book. I like to talk about all different types of stuff. So, yeah, that would be awesome. Um, ladies and gentlemen, um, that'll do it for this episode of the Dreadlock Blur, Blur Talk Podcast, and we will catch you guys next time. We're out. Mm -hmm.